What is going on guys? Welcome back to another video from Mr. Gray's Talk Room. I'm your host Christian Gray. Today we're going to be talking about how to court women. So in the last episode I talked about from pretty much text to sex, you know. And for me, as a guy, I'm not a dating coach at all. Like, I, I don't talk about day game, I don't talk about night game, I don't talk about pickup lines, I'm not a pickup artist, that, that, that's not my thing. Believe it or not, I'm actually very introverted. And I know some of you motherfuckers are thinking like, how does this guy who partakes in BDSM, how is he introverted? Some guys are gonna be listening to this, they're gonna be like, well, he seems to have natural confidence in the world of BDSM. That's true. That's absolutely fucking true. I have confidence in the world of BDSM. And that's only up to an extent, right? Because BDSM, if you haven't gotten my book, Switching Things Up, The Kinky Solution to Saving Your Relationship, it's on Amazon. Guys, I'm not raising the prices on this. It's going to be 99 cents as an ebook, and it will always be 99 cents. So whether you have a Nook, whether you have a Kindle, whether you have a tablet, whether you have your fucking phone, you're going to be able to get this book for 99 cents. It's not going to go up and it will never go up. Mark my words, Eagle Scouts, honor. It's not going to go up. So if you're in a sexist relationship or if you're in a relationship where you feel like you have to heighten the senses of sex, it's the book to check out because you're going to be able to figure out the 25 different archetypes what revolves in the world of BDSM. And I'll say this, you know, I am not a sadist. I am a dominant, right? I want women to sexually submit themselves to me. All the women that are in my phone, they will, sum they will submit to me sexually. They will also submit to me on the outside of sex outside of the bedroom they will submit to me in sex and I'm telling you guys if you haven't checked out this book make sure you check it out it's on Amazon KDP 99 cents it's it's gonna cost less than a dollar a coffee you have to check it out you can buy it on Amazon right now and then look into it on your phone iPhone Android whatever it is that you're fucking handling email <clears throat> And it's going to give you a good idea, a good solution, a good solution to whatever problem that you're handling. And it's going to give you a kinky side on how can I make this more of a uh, endeavor, a sexual endeavor, a Kama Sutra adventure. So today we're going to be talking about how to actually escalate things. And as I said before, I am not a pickup artist. I am not a day game coach. I am not a dating coach. Believe it or not, I have no game whatsoever. My best friend is a Snapchat whore. And my other best friend always had women in his room when he was in college. Beautiful women. Seven, eights, nines, tens. And he was always platonic with them. And we were actually talking about this at a wedding uh, this past weekend. And 
you know, if it, if it's September right now, September 9th was a wedding. So whenever you hear this, this past week in September 9th, that wedding, I was like, Julian, how the fuck did you do it? And he said, it just came natural to me. I am not a natural whatsoever. Growing up, I was a kid that my own cousins picked on me. My own cousins would fight me on the recess yard just to prove that they could, just to prove that they could pick on somebody. Then, you know, I got myself into Taekwondo, learned how to fight. I was a point, I was a point, point sparring world champion. And at that point, I realized, you know, not how to only defend myself with gi chokes or gi collar grabs or be able to throw someone Aikido, Hup Keto, Top G type shit. I learned how my I, I learned how to defend myself with that shit. And I remember third grade, got my ass kicked. Fine, you know. You know, try to defend myself, but I'm being picked on by like two cousins and like three people that. You know, I, I, they were acquaintances to me now. And then in fifth grade, some motherfucker tried to pick on me. I said, fuck that. You started it, I'm going to finish it. And where I grew up, small town, South Padre Island, that small town, that small political bullshit. It doesn't matter who starts a fight or who finishes it. Both people that engage into physical aggression or a physical altercation, they're going to go to detention, alternative education placement. AEP, that's what we call it, or off-campus suspension. And I'll tell you what, after third grade, when I was in fifth grade and I got my first fight, I ended up going to ISS, not AEP. And I'll tell you this, my dad said, I don't care who starts the fight. If you start it, fine, finish it. But if you don't start it, you better fucking finish it. Because if you come home crying, saying somebody kicked your ass, after all this money that I invested into you, and you get your ass kicked, I don't care if you have a fucked up nose or a black eye or a busted jaw or a broken finger, you finish the fight. As long as the other person is down and you are up, finish the fight. Because if you're going to go to AEP anyway, even though if you didn't start it, you might as well finish the fucking fight. And I'll tell you what, any of you motherfuckers that want to fight me, I'll fuck your shit up. And to this day, he taught me that. Well, how does this all go into the concept of escalating? Well, you're going to have to take risks. And if the woman decides to give you shit tests, you have to learn how to combat that. And if she doesn't and she follows your frame, even easier. But most women are going to give you shit tests. <sighs> Booze. So in my last video, I was talking about text to sex and I essentially explained in the last video if you haven't checked it out make sure you check it out that I don't use tinder and I don't use bumble <clears throat> the reason why I don't use tinder it's pretty much a marketing place for tiktok thoughts only fans thoughts to put their snapchat or their fans lead, hey hit me up whatever you're really not gonna match my in tinder unless she's a hoe or unless she's a gold digger and it's all going to be for fun, right? It's a hookup dating app at this point. But the most places that i gotten dates from is actually Hinge and Facebook dating. Outside of me going to the club 
and talking to a girl and I'm not the type of person to get a woman's Snapchat. I, I really don't understand chat. I don't think I'm autistic, but I'm probably a little autistic uh, or a little Asperger's, but I wouldn't know. Never gotten tested. Fine, whatever. Bipolar is shit. That's an absolute certainty, but I'll tell you what. Still to this day, I don't really understand Snapchat. My friends understand Snapchat. Uh, my other friends, they're really good with talking to girls in conversation and they come over to their dorm and they just casually talk and then, you know, clothes come off, in, out, smash. Get in, get off, get out. I'm a lot more subtle than that, believe it or not. Because the lifestyle that I want, it takes a particular type of progression for that. So... <clears throat> Going back to the last episode, I essentially explained what is my pickup line. And I don't really have a pickup line. I, I don't. Like, I'm literally going to go up to a girl and I kind of like 8 Mile. If you haven't listened to 8 Mile, the last battle, not when he throws up, but the last battle with Papa Doc. And he pretty much just goes in there and he talks about all the fucking shit that Papa Doc could talk crap about. To be rabbit, Eminem, he just lays it on the table, right? Yes, I am a bomb. I do live with my mom. My girlfriend did fuck my best friend behind my back. I can't think about it at the top of my head, but you know what I'm talking about. That is my pickup game. I literally try to put all fucking negatives to get a positive reaction. Majority of the time it works, sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, if you're a crypto nerd or if you're an introvert or you're, you, you don't really like talking to people, I am giving you my secrets on how I can still get laid, still get submissive, still get women on my phone right here to call me daddy, to call me poppy. Even my girlfriends know. They know there are women in my phone. With the content that I give to you, I have cougars. I have mature women. I have women who have been married. They're like in their 30s. They have the white picket fence. And their husbands don't even pay attention to them. They want to fly me out to fuck them. Cuck hold their husband. And they'll fly me back. It's not my life. But... If you want to get to the point where you have women in your phone, because most of you crypto nerds, you're probably in IT or an engineer, industrial, mechanical, electrical, IT, computer science, whatever, doesn't matter. You can get women, but you do have to take the risk of, I may get rejected. My thing is, I don't give a fuck if she rejects me. You want to know why? Because there's another woman who's going to be like, I love his confidence. You get confidence from the external world, quote unquote. This is what John Zerka says. You get confidence from the external world. And most of the women that you want to talk to, they don't have shit. They're probably on mommy and daddy's payroll. They probably don't even pay for their apartment. They probably don't even pay for their car insurance. You just have to accept, even medical students who are in 
medical students who are going to try to get their MD or DO in whatever fucking medical city that they're in, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they're still broke. They still need sex. They still need a man to love them, unless they're lesbian or bi, whatever. But I've said this. Women who take women who tell me that they're bi, at the end of the day, they still want dick. Even though they say they love girls more, if they say they're bi, they still need dick at the end of the day. They still need dominance. Cause if they didn't need it, they would have they would fuck a bitch with a strap on, but they're not. So they're bi. Even bitches that I fucked who are pansexual, who say, Oh, I love anything, so they'll fuck a dog if they want to, but even women who say they're pansexual, so they love guys, girls, and trans, right? Pretty much. That's, that's the way we do it. They still need dick at the end of the day. If they weren't, they'd be a lesbian, but they're not. And I'll say this. I love my sister. I will always love my sister. She's batshit crazy, but I still love my sister. My sister is a hardcore lesbian. She don't like dick. She don't want it. Whatever. Fine. I get it. But she's absolutely right. He's like, well, I love women. I will always love women. But if I didn't and I was attracted to a man, I'd have a dick. All right. Let's kind of take the step back. If my sister had balls, she'd be my brother, but she doesn't. Right? So if a lesbian wants vagina and she only wants vagina, she's a lesbian. If a bisexual woman says, oh, I love pussy, but I love dick, she still loves dick at the end of the day because she still needs it. She uses her bisexual lesbian terms just so she can have a vagina and nobody's going to judge her. Fine, whatever, fuck it. I don't care. Actually, it's even easier for me because threesomes are easier. So, in reference to that, if you're an introvert, and you have no idea how to pick up a woman and you're more of a texter. I'm not a texter. I'm a caller. Call me. I need to hear your voice. Let's let's get a little bit of business beside, beside this. A little bit of sales. A little bit of recruiting. Human, human communication consists of three things. Tone, words, and your body language. On the phone or in text, you literally just have words. So I can't figure out your tone unless you give me an emoji or a gif. And then you have your body language. But I can't really read your body language with just texting, right? So nowadays, in modern days, Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, Facebook dating, whatever it is that you're using, if you're texting a girl, you have to actually utilize emojis so she can sense your tonality. Because the words you're saying, if I say, oh, you're such a bitch, and I just say that with no fucking emoji, she's going to be like, oh, you're, you're a fucking bitch, right? Majority of the communication actually really comes from body language and tone, not the words you say. But because everything's so modernized now, you have to put emojis to make sure that you're serious, to make sure that you're confused, to make sure that you're flirtatious, to make sure that you're just being facetious. You have to actually use emojis. So if you're an introvert, utilize emojis. 
If you don't want to call on the phone, that's fine. But at the end of the day, when you actually meet said girl, you do have to use body language and tonality. And so, what is my game? What is my game? You can copy and paste the same shit that I say to every fucking woman that's in my phone. Every fucking woman that I've approached, cold approach at a bar, cold approach on Hinge, cold approach on Facebook dating, or any bitches that match on me in Tinder and Bumble, whatever, I say this. You're as cute as a button, but I sense behind that you have a feisty attitude. And then I put the demon emoji, right? The purple demon emoji with horns. That's what I do. That, 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 that's just me, right? It's a hit and miss. That's fine. Because when a woman responds or a woman matches to that response that I just gave them or to that claim that I just gave them, they're following my frame. I just have to keep it up. So once you get match, now you have to say, I'm like, oh, I fucking knew that you're a little bit feisty. You're adorable, cute, beautiful, gorgeous, but I know you have a little bit of an attitude behind it. That, that I'm literally telling you what I tell these women all the fucking time. Or, this kind of changed the dynamic if I was in person. So when I was in Vegas, when I was in Vegas, I would just go up to a woman, very beautiful woman, eights, nines, tens. They probably were models or OnlyFans thoughts. I don't give a fuck. It's Vegas, right? Whatever happens there stays there. I would literally go up to them and I'd be on my phone. Take this from me. And I pull up my Snapchat, and I literally have nothing on my Snapchat. I will literally just like be like, oh, I'm on my Snapchat, whatever. I'm walking with my friend, Maurice, Scott, Jacob, fucking Jared, whatever. And I'll just be walking with him, and I see a couple of beautiful girls there in the corner on the bar, right? They're, 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 just, they're just there by themselves. And I'll be there, I'm like, hey, ho, hey bro, hold up, ho, ho, hold up. And I go up to these girls, and I'm like, hey... Me and my friend were just talking about you earlier. You know, we saw you across the room. And you know what they're telling me? They're telling me that you have not been complimented the entire night. And they'd be like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'd be like, you know, you spent all this time, you know, you're in Vegas, you know, you know, whatever happens here stays here. You have your nicest dress, your nicest heels. You know, you're putting on your makeup on, you're putting your lashes on, making sure your wings are right, putting your blush and foundation. And you know what I think? I think a lot of guys have not approached you. And just to tell you how gorgeous you look tonight. And you know what they always say? 99.9% .9 of the time they say, no, you're absolutely right. Nobody has come up to me and tell me how beautiful we are. I'm like, no, you wanna know why? Because they're too intimidated by your ass. But your sweet little ass doesn't intimidate me, sweetheart. I'll tell you. I'm like, I will tell you how beautiful you are. I appreciate all the time and effort and money that you put in to look beautiful just so you can talk to a guy like me. That's what I say. And I put her in my frame. 
And then they always fall into play. No, you're absolutely right. You know, we go out to the club and no guys want to approach me. I make eye contact. He guy looks at me, but then he looks away and he never comes up to me. It's like, we're just there. And it's like, no guys want to approach me. You want to know why? Because most guys are fucking pussies. So if you're a fucking pussy, I'm telling you exactly what to tell women. I'm telling you exactly to tell women on the phone or in person. I, as a guy who is naturally introverted, I have no fucking game whatsoever. Even when I take women out on dates, I tell them I have no fucking game. I tell them that I have no game. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is to like say, Hey, beautiful. Hey, gorgeous. You know, how are you doing? How give a fuck about what your day is. I worry about my day. It's about my day. I worry about me. I got money to take care of. I got a podcast to do. I got an eight to five job that I have to worry about. I have contracts that need to be signed. I don't give a fuck of how your day is doing. And I'll say this. So you know the game, right? We talked about it. If you're on Hinge and Facebook dating, all you have to say, copy and paste. Hey, Kylie, right? Hey, Kylie, you're as cute as a button, but I sense behind that you have a feisty attitude demon emoji, purple demon emoji with the horns. That's it. Copy and paste. Just make sure you change the name. Hey, Kylie. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Maria. Hey, whatever. Just change the name. That's all you have to do. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Do that on Hinge. Do that on uh, Facebook dating. Because why Tinder and Mumble fails is I can't compliment or I can't actually make a comment about someone's profile. That's why it's fucked up, right? And I talked about why Tinder and Bumble is failing right now. So you just check out my last episode. But right now, the hidden underground is Hinge and Facebook dating. Facebook dating, I think you get 30 or 40 or 50 matches. I don't know. I just kind of copy and paste and send it out. And the bitches that match with me, they follow my frame. They're like, oh, you're absolutely right. Then you go from there. So... From there, you escalate. My thing is, because I have no game. I have no game whatsoever. I can't prolong a conversation over text. I'd rather call. But I do know how to get a woman's number after she matches with me. I'm going to tell you the secret. Just hold on. Give me a second. And I'll even I'll even show you a thing right now. Um, so here's a girl Sam. Right? So I'm I'm gonna walk you through and no I'm not gonna do some fucking shit, just take my word for it. If not, fuck you. So the way I, I did this, I'm like, you're absolutely cute as a button, but I see right through that it comes with a feisty attitude. And she said, let's say you're right. Can you handle it? My response is, every woman that gives you this shit test, can you handle my feisty attitude? Well, I'm a grown goddamn man. And you are a grown damn. You are a grown goddamn man. You're not a fucking nerd. Right? You're not a fucking nerd. You know what you want. When you get it, you take after it. You exploit it. Utilize it. Now it's yours. You fucking own it. 
So this girl, Sam, tells me, can you handle my feisty attitude? Shit test, right? It's a, it is a shit test. Dating coaches will tell you, you know, this is how you respond to shit test. I don't respond to shit. I, I don't react to shit. I respond. I'm not emotional reaction. I'm a logical response. This is what I said. I'm like, can you handle my feisty attitude? That's what she's telling me, Sam, this girl that I met on Hinge. And I said, sweetheart, I don't handle anything. I take care of them. I left this open-ended response for this woman to contemplate what the fuck does it mean to handle it? it handle means a lot of things, right? I don't take care of shit. I don't, I don't have to, can you handle my attitude? I take care of things. I will put you in your place. <clears throat> and as a dominant, <clears throat> as a guy who's naturally introverted, I don't have time to exercise and say X, Y, Z, or try to, you know, hype her up or hype myself up. No, I just say, I just take care of things. Don't worry about it. I take care of things. You give me attitude, take care of it. It could be a good thing or be a bad thing, but that's her allurement to the fuck does it mean he takes care of things you don't know that what does it mean to take care of something she doesn't know it could be a good thing or a bad thing so after a whole bunch of texts you know she tells me <clears throat> uh where the fuck is this bitch telling me she says um she says i don't like when i'm not able to have control but i do follow directions well depending on the circumstances and i told her Control over what if when you go out with me, I'm relinquishing your ability to make a decision. And she says, I've had a guy treat me like a toy to pick up whenever. I don't mind the attention, but it is all about intentions. And I tell her, well, you're not a dog toy, right? You're a human being with thoughts and feelings. I acknowledge that, right? Her insecurity. She told me her insecurity, right? And then from here, I am telling her, I've had a guy treat me like a toy to pick me up whenever, and I don't mind the attention, but it's all about intentions. You're not a dog toy. You're a human being with thoughts and feelings. That's what I tell her. She says, I'm really happy you think that way, but I think I'm, but don't think I'm going to be easy now. I said, wasn't thinking you're easy, I'd be revolted if that was the case. The qualities I look for in a woman aren't the ones who dress up for the club, but the ones I can take to weddings, Christmas dinners, and galas. I like putting everything on the table, but I've never been to a club. I've, I, But I'll dance at home to club music, and I like it. I do like dinners and galas, but never have an attempt to any... I did a cotillion, so my waltz only needs a little bit of work. The minute that she gave me the fucking cheat code to all the shit that she's ever done, and I can see her Instagram, what she does post and what she does not post, this bitch doesn't even have fucking TikTok. Hey, she's in the palm of my hand. So all of this banter that I'm going out with her, this, this is what happens. She says... Oh, I'm a residential assistant at a college, or 
I'm in choir and I'm a leader and I have to do student hours. Look, she tells me I don't have a lot of time. Fuck that. There are millionaires, not broke college students, millionaires. Millionaires and broke college students have the same 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's all about time management. Eh, time management. Billionaires and broke college students have the same 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I have to be able to facilitate and dictate how I can make said girl, said woman want to exercise her free time to spend with me. That's what I do. I, not coarser, I don't like coarse, you know, I don't, not necessarily incentivize either. I persuade her to want to be with me. Persuade, not coarse, right? I don't want her to do something that she doesn't want to do. So after all the banter on this dating app, right, any dating app, Facebook dating, Hinge, if you're not on that, use Hinge, use Facebook dating, this is what I do. So pretty much I tell her, hey, I know you're busy, but homework isn't going anywhere. It won't be this weekend, but for sure I have a wedding to attend. This is actually before the wedding that I was with with one of my best friends. We'll stay in touch. She says, okay, well, next weekend I'm going to be working the primary shift Saturday. I can't go to that. I'm like, that's fine because I'm not even going to be there that Saturday. I'm at a wedding talking to other bitches. Doing what I always fucking do. I see a girl, I talk to her, I compliment her, I dance with her, get to know a little bit about her backstory. If she's going to be my submissive, fine, whatever, right? I have no game. So I said, tell you what, how does Wednesday look like? One of my free days. I'm busy, right? I tell this bitch, I'm like, hey, Monday through Sunday. I'm busy. Tuesday, Thursday, always training, 7 to 9. I'm always working, 8 to 5, right? Other than the podcast that I I give to you guys and I appreciate you guys, I, I, I didn't give you much respect, but I just got a payout from Rumble. Um, and for the very few guys that are subscribed to it, I appreciate that so much, guys. I, I, I acknowledge that you respect the content that I'm putting out here, like, People say like, oh, do you have a studio? Dude, I'm literally, I have a backlight. I have a video camera hooked over there. I have my computer here to fucking facilitate all this shit. I have a $30 mic. I don't have anything fancy. I have, you know, keyboard, mouse, electrical. Everything's hooked up to my computer. I'm literally in my living room doing this podcast. And uh, before I get into the rest of the story, getting, getting sponsorships and getting payouts from Rumble or YouTube or TikTok or Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat, I appreciate you guys so much because you're helping me grow. You're helping me do, you're helping me get out of the matrix, right? You're helping me, like you're listening to me and I appreciate that. Like from the deepest, darkest part of my soul. If you're listening to me right now in my podcast, I, I, I genuinely do appreciate that because I got my first payout from Rumble 
and I actually don't have a lot of followers on Rumble. I've gotten more payouts from Rumble than I did YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, so for you guys who listen to me, I, I generally do appreciate that. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, wow, people are actually listening to my podcast, right? But they want to understand how do I get a woman to be my submissive? Or if you're in a marriage, how do I make her submissive to me? How do I make sure not bitching at me? How do I make her fucking clean the whole fucking house with no fucking quarrel? Um, no, guys, I, I genuinely appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, I mean, I don't even take off my glasses. Like, after getting my first payout from Rumble, for whether you listen to me on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcast or uh, Apple Pro or uh, Prime, um, Amazon Prime, uh, Spotify, whatever it is, I genuinely appreciate you guys listening to my podcast because I never expected I would be paid out. You know, like I always thought it was just going to be affiliate marketing. But for you guys, my my true followers, my listeners that you know help me get paid out. I appreciate it, man. Like, I don't want to be at an eight to. I love my eight to five job. I do. I'm good at it. But the thing is, is that I want to be more. I I strive to be independent to be able to make more content like this than you, as opposed to I have to sacrifice ten hours of my time when I could do sixteen hours doing podcasts on multiple platforms and tell you how can I help you get your submissive how can i help you save a relationship how can i help you not get divorced and make your current wife submissive to you that she's not going to take half your shit but you make your your sexual submissive she's always going to follow you i I generally appreciate that so um you know i'm probably being a little bit emotional here but you know these payouts man it's 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 not about the money it's about the the followers that that actually listen to what i say and they follow it so Nevertheless, I got a little bit emotional there. So, this woman, right, met her on Hinge, fine, whatever. How do you escalate shit? So, I essentially tell her, hey, let's meet up Wednesday. Meet me at this place, at this time, at said hour. I said this in my last episode, right? From text to sex. Follow that episode. But this is a new episode. So if, if you're not hearing that, just know that that's what I'm talking about. So she tells me, I got a late class on Wednesday, 6 to 9. We could go after, but I'm a residential assistant. Since I'm under contract, you'd have to have me back to my building by 2 a.m. Monday is looking open if I can get a lot of my homework done today. Any woman who says I am too busy from homework... Shut the fuck up. I've literally submitted quizzes and tests and essays on the day of. I am not a fucking smart person. I am not smart by any means. I am a jackass and I acknowledge it. But I'm efficient. And I know how to hack the system. I'm that motherfucker. So when I tell you this, any woman who says, oh, I have homework, I have an essay, I have to do class, you know what you tell her? 
This is what you tell her. I'm telling you what I'm telling. I'm like, sweetheart, I respect that you're busy. I understand that. I acknowledge that. I'm not sitting here telling you that you can't do your homework at said time, but I'm dealing with real world problems. Shit that doesn't have to do with academia or curriculum. I'm willing to invest time into you because I deem that you're important and I only invest in things in my life that are important. I have real world problems to deal with. I just need to know is, are you on the same page or not? And they always fucking follow it. Any woman who's in fucking college or university, if you tell them I have real world problems to deal with, but I'm willing to sacrifice and invest my time into you to get to know who you are as a human being, they will always fucking submit. Always fucking submit. But you have to frame it in that aspect. Frame it. So then I say, she didn't want to do Wednesday. And I said, if you get your work done today, Monday at 6 p.m. I was I was literally texting her after the wedding. I said, if you get your work done today, Monday at 6 p.m., we can meet at Free Play Arcade in Fort Worth. We'll start there and stroll Magnolia Avenue. And then, because if you're dating on apps, if you're dating on apps, you're going to deal with two situations. Either she doesn't have a car or she does have a car. Either she wants you to pick her up or she doesn't want to pick you up. If you pick a woman up because she doesn't have a car, she's literally giving you into the palm of your fucking hands. You control everything. All you have to do is facilitate attraction. That's all you have to do. Facilitate attraction. However, let's say she does have a car and she still wants you to pick her up. This is the catch. The way I frame things, if I pick a girl up, it's not dinner, it's not a movie, it's something fun. Maybe bowling, maybe a barcade, um, you know, maybe it's something like a museum, you know, something that we can walk around, talk about, confer, whatever, have a drink at the cocktail bar, laterwards, whatever. So, never do dinner, never do movies. Second, third date, that's fine. Because I still need to talk with this woman. I need to talk with whatever woman that I'm with or whatever woman that I'm picking up. No dinners and no movies. Hard rule. But this woman, she doesn't have a car, so this is what I do. She says, this is where I drop the bomb. So I don't actually have a car. My family needed to buy a new AC this summer instead. If that's not conducive to what you're looking for, then no hard feelings. I totally understand. This is my response. Makes no difference to me if I have to pick you up. I just want to respect your boundaries. Where am I picking you up at? Boom. Game over. For the average woman who has a car, who has a vehicle that can get them from point A to point B, that's fine. Meet me at this place, at this time, at this hour, wearing said outfit, right? It could be a dive bar, it could be an upscale bar, it could be at a club, it could be a bar cake, it could be at bowling. When you tell a woman, meet me at this place, at this time, at this hour, wearing said outfit, she's going to follow. She's in your frame, not hers. F 
fuck her friend. It's your friend. All right. But if she doesn't have the ability to take herself from point A to point B, this is where I'm telling you is don't get too drunk. Don't drink too much. Right? You still need to be coherent enough to be able to take her from point A to point B back to point A. You need to be a man about it. Be a gentleman. Also know that if you do pick her up, don't be too pushy. Don't be too rico suave. Don't try to, you know, push your boundaries too much. And I'll tell you how to how to break that barrier. Because I said it in my last episode. But this woman tells me, after I told her it makes no difference, I said, she, sell, she tells me, I appreciate it. Lesser men have said that they won't pick me up. But I'll tell you what, pick me up at this address in Arlington, Texas, right? That's what she, that's what she tells me. And I said, okay, I'll pick you up at six. Here's my number so you can text me. So, all right, so you've been on Snapchat, you've been on dating apps, you've been on Instagram. The way that you easily get a woman's number is whatever app that you're using, it makes no difference. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, fucking um, Hinge, Bumble, whatever. After you make a date set, I'm telling, I'm telling you my fucking story. I'm telling you how to get a woman to make a date happen, right? And if even if you're introverted, after you make the date happen, what I instead of putting all the pressure on a woman, saying asking, you don't ask, you can't ask a woman anything. You just tell them. You make them course them into said position. After you make a date, after you set a date. So let's say it's me and fucking uh, Kylie, right? I don't know what the fuck it is about Kylie. Kylie broke my heart. Fuck Kylie. Mm. Now I'm fucking bitches galore. But after I make a date, a set date with Kylie, and we're talking on an app, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Bumble, Tinder, uh, Hinge, Facebook dating, whatever. I say, hey... All right, cool. We have a date on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Meet me at this place at this time. Wear a set outfit. Here's my number so you can text me. 99.9% .9 of the time, she's going to text you after you already made a date. Because you made her comfortable enough that she's going to actually give you a number. She'll be like, it'll be some random fucking number that you get. 5, 10, 15 minutes later. Like, hey, it's Kylie. Um, save my number in your phone. Can't wait to see you on Wednesday. Whatever the fuck it is. Once you get a woman's number, and apparently in 2023, a woman's number is sacred, which is kind of ironic, right? Like a woman will give you her Instagram or Snapchat before he gives her a number. No, I need you to be in those fucking panties. Get the fucking number. When she gives you a fucking number, that's how you know. Awesome. After you get a number, you don't use the apps anymore. You just use the number. You text her. And another trick that I use, I'm like, oh, uh, thank you very much for texting me. This is the way I do it. If it's Sunday through Thursday and I text her Sunday on an app and we make a date for Friday, hey, meet me at this place at this time on Friday. 
text me. Here's my number. I'm giving her the opportunity to text me. So what do I do? She texts me 15, 20 minutes later. Hey, this is Kylie. Uh, can't, you know, you know, save my number, right? Awesome. Cool. I'll text her. I don't use the app anymore. I got her number. It's sacred. So what I'll do is I'm like, hey, uh, on Wednesday, I have lunch from two to three. Can I call you then? I, I would like to hear your beautiful voice. I would like to talk to you just for about 10, 15 minutes before I get back to work. Majority of the time, they'll always say, okay. Or they'll say, oh, if, if they if they were if they neglect that or if they reject that, just know they're like, oh, I'm free to three to four. I'm like, well, can I call you after work? And they'll always say, yeah, I'm free to seven to nine. Or and then you call them seven to seven thirty. Fine, whatever. Hey, you know, cool, nice to meet you. I'm like, just wants to know, you know, what kind of foods do you like? What kind of drinks do you like? I I have this place picked out for you. And I want to make sure that I, I get it right. You know, just, I don't want you to be too harsh on me, right? Being be rabbit, right? Be rabbit, Papa Doc. You know, I want to make sure I get your drink right, get your food right for this place. It could be a fucking dive bar or a bar and grill. Makes no fucking difference. But when you put in those things, like, I just want to get this first date right so you don't, you know, hate me afterwards. They never say I'm going to hate you. They'll tell you what they're allergic to or they're not allergic to. What drinks they like, vodka, whiskey, gin, rum. They'll tell you that. But you spend 15 minutes like, hey, my lunch hour is almost done. Got to go. Looking forward to seeing you. So let's say you call on Wednesday. Thursday, you just send a text. Hey, looking forward to meeting you tomorrow. They always say, 99.9% .9 of the time, hey, you're right. Looking forward to seeing you Friday. Friday. All you have to text is like, hey, see you soon at 7 o'clock. And they'll say, gotcha. Or, yes, see you soon. You already have the date set. All you have to do is facilitate everything that you did, right? That's all you have to do is just facilitate that. So with this woman, how do we escalate, right? Because she didn't have a car, right? She meets me at this place at this time. Make sure you don't get too drunk if she's in her own car, make sure you don't take too many drinks. If you're the type of person to want to share a bill, don't share shit. I, I've been listening to this guy, Brian, on whatever podcast, and he says that he always splits the bill. I don't like that. I don't. I'm a gentleman. I'm old school, at heart. If I want a woman in my frame, whether she's a medical student or she's a law student, and if it's student, she's broke as shit, I don't give a Fuck what anybody says. If she's a student, she's broke as shit. Unless she's on mommy and daddy's American Express card. Most of the time they're not. Fine, whatever. You always pay for their bill. Because you want them in your frame. You want them to call you daddy. You want them to call you Bobby. So, this is what I did. So, with this bitch... After she says, you know, pick me up, or after, you know, it makes no difference to me if I have to pick you up, I just want to respect your boundaries. This is what I'm texting her. Where am I picking you up at? She gives me the place in Arlington, Texas, and I said, I'll pick you up at 6. Here's my number. So she's texting me. When she texts me on the day of, she's like, this is, this is me. 
she tells me, hey, Christian. And I'm like, hey, is this Sam? Yeah, sorry. She, whatever. Whatever. She texts me on the day of, right? Sunday to Monday. Sorry for the short notice. Think I'm going to need 30 more minutes. Does 630 work? If she says that she needs 30, 45 minutes or an hour, don't trip. She's still making the time. She just needs extra time because maybe she's busy. Maybe she has something to take care of. Whatever. I said, yeah, that's fine. So what you do is when you show up, you know, you always show up 10, 15 minutes early. So instead of 6 o'clock, it was 6.30. So at 6.15, I tell her, I'm like, hey, I'm six, seven minutes out. She says, oh, I have to hurry up. That's fine. Whatever. You pick her up, whatever. You pick her up. And I think this is where shit goes wrong. You spend all this time texting, tweeting, twatting, calling. You know, you already made your fucking dates, whatever. Wednesday, you tell her Thursday, hey, I'm free at lunch. Can I call you at 12 to 1 just to hear your voice? Just kind of get to know you. Because if you do a phone call before your date, the second date actually feels like you've already been dating for a set amount of time. You could have been talking and texting for like two, three weeks, but a phone call makes it much more intimate, much more personal. And women don't understand that. Like a phone call is a lot nowadays, right? Remember, we used to be in fucking 1996 where after seven, that's when calls were free right remember that we actually get we actually get charged 10 cents per text right before fucking iPhones came out and shit like that you, you know what I mean like if you're if you're old school like me like we had to call each other after seven because it was free minutes from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I had all of these girlfriends that I would call you know I'd speak to them for like one, two, three, four, five hours to like three, four, five o'clock in the morning, whatever. You know, didn't write the phone bill up. Now it's unlimited call, texts, and uh, pictures, I think. Nevertheless, so a phone call is sacred. So Wednesday, pre schedule phone call for Thursday. Call her Thursday. Hey, you know, nice to meet you. Say, looking forward to meeting you Friday. On Friday, you text her, hey, See you soon. Pick you up at 6 or I'll meet you at 6. Makes no difference. But when you pick her up, the intimacy, the barrier that you break, and I use this all the fucking time, 100%. There is no 25, 50, 75 percentile, 100% of the time. Because it's not a business meeting. I'm not shaking a dude's hand who makes six, seven figures or who's in this fucking nice tailored blue gray suit with peak lapels, you know, uh, whatever the fuck it is that he's wearing, right? Pleated, non-pleated, flat, you know, monk straps, Oxford, bludgers. No, I'm meeting a potential sexual partner, my potential submissive, my potential sexual muse. How do I break, although we're meeting, I'm not trying to be your friend. This is how you do it. So let's say I show up at a bar and grill or a saloon. Doesn't matter, whatever you want it to mean. 
you show up five minutes early. You, you say, hey, you know, let, let's say before you meet her, right, if you're not picking her up. Or even you are picking her up. Let's say it's uh, you're supposed to be at the bar at 7 o'clock, but you have to pick her up by 6.35. So you show up at 6.30. You're outside of your car or your truck, and you wait. You lower down the windows, whether she's coming down from her dorm or her apartment. She's coming up to you like, hey, nice to meet you, Sam. You shake her hand, but when you shake her hand, you use your free hand and you come around the back of her elbow and then you give her two kisses on the cheek. So if I, if I meet a girl, I'm like, right, nice to meet you. Then you guide her to the passenger door. You open the door for her, you guide her in, and then you get to business. She knows at that point, because you're breaking the barrier. You're not doing a, oh, nice to meet you, shake a hand, right? Like, a, it's not a business meeting. Uh, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm just trying to be cordial. No, I'm trying to fuck you at the end of the day. I want to put my dick balls deep in your vagina, in your cervix, in your clitoris, in your vulva, whatever the fuck it is. And the way you do that is... When you shake a woman's hand the first time that you meet her, you shake her hand, grab her elbow with your free hand, you give her two kisses on the cheek, then you guide her to the door, open the door, close the door for her, then you drive her to where you want to be. Or, if you meet her at a bar, you are five minutes early, ten minutes early, and you wait. Smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigarillo, find whatever, you wait. Hey, just got to the bar. Text me when you're here so I can walk you in. That's what you tell her. Text me when you're here so I can walk you in. And you wait. And she shows up. You're like, hey, you know, Samantha, nice to meet you. She's in her own car, right? You didn't have to pick her up. Do the same thing. Nice to meet you. If she pulls back and someone will pull back, someone will pull back. They'll, they'll just like, you know, they'll just take the handshake. You say, hey, hey, relax. I'm like, we're just having fun right now. It's okay. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. If she pulls back and you try to kiss and she pulls back, she's like, hey, I'm like, hey, it's a customary thing. Like just something that's in my culture. That's the excuse that you use. It's in my culture to kiss a woman when I shake their hand on the cheek, right? And I've had that, so I use this. If a woman comes up and you shake her hand and you're trying to kiss her on the cheeks, and she's like, whoa, and I'm like, hey. I'm like, sweetheart, don't make this awkward. It's a culture thing for me. Culture thing for me. You could be lying to this fucking bitch. It's not a culture thing. You could be white, you could be black, you could be fucking Asian, you could be Indian, you could be Russian, you could be Canadian, you could be fucking Argentine, I don't care. You can make the excuse. It's a cultural thing for me. When I greet a woman, I shake their hand. I have to kiss them on both of the cheeks. She is now following your fucking frame. And they will always follow your frame. Because you're a daddy. You're a puppy. I'm trying to make her submit to me and my lifestyle. And they always do that. They will always do that. Even if she pulls back. You have to be a man and make it not awkward. And I've had this several times before. I shake a girl's hand. 
and she's like, hey, nice to meet you. And then I go for like, kind of like that bro hug, right? I'm pulling my hand over. She like pulls back because I'm trying to kiss her on the cheek. She's like, hey, well, I'm like, hey. And I'll, I'll use another, uh, uh, Taryn. Taryn, Taryn. Taryn was one of the girls that uh, pulled back for me. I'm like, so I'm here. I meet this girl, Taryn, shake her hand. I try to give her a kiss on the cheek. She pulls back. I'm like, hey, I'm like, look, sweetheart, if this is going to work, I need you to acknowledge that. In my culture, I have to kiss you on the cheek. You know, it's nothing intimate. It's just the way I I, I roll. It's the way I've always been taught as a gentleman. As a gentleman, right? Use the excuse. Not an excuse, right? Because everybody's a gentleman that listens to my podcast. And you tell them, Taryn, nice to meet you. She pulls back. Oh, shit. You're like, Taryn, I'm like, I have to kiss you on the cheek. If not, like you might as well get back into your car. I mean, you don't tell her that, but the way you play it off is like, turn, I'm like, just just go with the flow. Just trust me. Trust me. When a woman trusts you, she's going to do it. So you say, turn, trust me. Like, just nothing bad's going to happen. So I shake this woman's hand. Taryn pulls back. I'm like, hey. I'm like, turn. All right, cool, fine. All the jitters are out. You don't have to be nervous anymore. I'm like, thank you for respecting my culture and the way that, that I have to greet women that I've always greeted women. I do it with my grandmother. I do it with my mother. I do it with my aunts. Um, you know, that, that's just the way we roll. She'll be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You could be lying to the bitch. That's fine. But you need to break the barrier that this is not a business meeting. This is a meeting that I intentionally want to fuck you. And that is the easiest way and most efficient way to break the barrier that at the end of the night, after you bought her her drinks and let's say after the first round, you ask her, hey, are you hungry? She says, oh, I'm a little hungry. They're always hungry, right? They never really eat. You order an appetizer that you can share. It could be a Texas Club BLT or a Texas Club. It could be a flatbed pizza. It could be a couple of wings. It could be some fries. They will eat that with you when you order that because you already talked the day before what she doesn't like to eat, what she doesn't like to drink. So if she comes in and we're at the bar, I'm like two vodka sodas because you know she doesn't like whiskey or rum or gin or tequila. Two vodka sodas, please. You be a man. Or like, hey, vodka soda, whiskey soda, right? You'll be like, oh, um, she doesn't like tater tots. They're like, hey, can I get a side of fries, please, so I can share this with my girlfriend? That's how you take initiative. That's how you assert your dominance. You order for her. She doesn't have to worry about anything. And you don't have to split the bill. You want to know why? Because the appetizers, you're already splitting anyway. So it's already going to be on your tab. You don't have to split shit. I don't like the fact that Brian from whatever podcast has to split bills with women. I'm like, no, because she's never going to follow your frame. I think he's a liberal pussy, in my opinion. In my opinion. I'm not trying to slander or defame him. I love his podcast. I like the fact that, you know, he's really good with his rhetoric. But it's just the fact that he's like, oh, I always split the bill with every woman that I date. Well, you're also in fucking California. Every woman in California is promiscuous. Or a TikTok thought or OnlyFans thought. So that's your fucking problem with the demographic. That's your problem, Brian. And I'm telling you that in my opinion, of course. But if you're in Texas, you wouldn't have that problem. You had a very sweet, cultural, religious woman that you can pick out of. But no, you want TikTok thoughts. 
because every woman wants to get her bag. No, that's your problem, Brian. You're in the wrong demographic. You come to Texas, come to Fort Worth and Dallas, Texas, I guarantee you wouldn't have that problem. But nevertheless, I respect your podcast. I just don't respect your decision that you have to split a bill with a woman. But nevertheless, going from there, you always pay the bill. Even if it's a woman that you find out, you know, after talking to her for, you, like, after two drinks and an appetizer, you'll find out, like, is this a woman that I want to continue seeing? After those two drinks and an appetizer, you'll be like, hey, you know, I have to get to work in the morning. Pleasure to meet you. You guide her home. And then you can plan bitches after that. But you have to be able to make the conscious decision of, like, is this a woman that I'm going to date or marry or fuck? Um... And then you control the narrative after that. But for me, majority of the time, all the women that I've dated or all the women that I'm sleeping with or all the women that are in my phone or all the women that I have sex with, I control the narrative. I control the narrative. They follow my frame and they will always follow my frame because that's how it is when you're a dominant. So hopefully in this podcast, you got a lot more than you did in my last podcast because I was kind of skimming the waters you know, and I don't really have a lot of game. I don't have game. I am not a pickup artist. I'm not a, I, I know I said this probably about six, seven times. I am not a pickup artist or a dating coach or a text God coach. Uh, I, I, I'm the type of person that if I meet a girl on any dating app after the first two messages, I'm like, hey, are you free Wednesday or Thursday or Wednesday or Friday? And they're like, oh, X, Y, Z. I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's just like, I feel like I would, I don't say I feel, I believe. Don't say I feel or I think. Say I believe. I always say, I believe you're a lot better conversation in person. And I wanted to get to know the real you. That That's my game. I, I really don't have no fucking lines. I mean, I know I have some cheesy pickup lines or the average fucking dating coach would say that but for me it's like I just I'm B-Rabbit I'm the type guy to go up to a girl and so I'm like hey you know me and my friend were just debating about how many guys have come up to you and tell you how pretty you are and they always say not a lot or none and I'm like you want to know why because they're intimidated by it. they're intimidated by your ass but I'm not intimidated by your pretty ass I think you're absolutely gorgeous I'll even, I'll even say some shit like this I'll give you two adjectives absolutely stunning not beautiful, not gorgeous, not pretty, absolutely stunning. Or unequivocally, unequivocally elegant. And they always fall into that frame because I'm actually, you know, taking all the bullets that they can fucking give me shit. I try to remove shit tests from a woman when they give that to me. And if they give that to me, I just have to give them witty bar banter. And if you want to get better at witty bar banter, Listen to comedy specials. Any comedy specials that you're listening to on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube Shorts, Facebook. When hecklers are trying to talk shit, just see how that comedian is trying to talk shit back. That's how you get good with women in terms of their shit test. So, guys, I'm going to take off my sunglasses for you. Guys, I appreciate you guys so much for listening to my podcast, tuning in, your comments, your subscribers. I do get a lot of hate for it. Everybody's saying that I'm trying to be like Andrew Tate or Tristan Tate. 
Believe it or not, I actually vibe more with Justin Waller and Tristan Tate than Andrew Tate. You know, Andrew Tate's more of the face, but like I like those guys' point of views more than I like uh, Andrew's. And so, getting my first payout from Rumble, which is actually my lowest, well, it's my lowest subscribed platform that I have, but getting a payout from my lowest subscribed platform from Rumble, I appreciate that, man. I really do. Because I've been canceled already. I mean, the, like, I was canceled the first two weeks that I started Mr. Gray's Talk Room. And then I had to go back to my old YouTube channel, start a Rumble channel, start of, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, uh, Spotify, all that shit. And Rumble's been kind to me because I can express what I can to you guys and tell you how to make a woman your submissive and be able to tell you hey this is my book and they're not gonna fucking demonetize me for that so I get it a lot where people are like oh you're wearing sunglasses you look like a total douchebag and it's like well what a lot of people don't know is I have fucked up eyes, right? I have astigmatism and Erlen syndrome, so the lights bother me. And the reason why I use sunglasses is because it actually helps me look at the camera much easier than all the lights and computers that I have next to me or the laptop next to me. So, uh, fuck you, haters. I don't go fuck. You ain't gonna do shit. If you're gonna fight me, meet me on the mats. I'll fuck your shit up. I'm like, if you want to do brawling, if you want to do MMA, if you want to do jiu-jitsu, grappling match, I'll fuck your shit up. Tell me, come to my city at this place at this time. You know, you call me a douchebag. It's always the crypto nerds and virgins or a guy who's insecure. I'm like, I'm not insecure. I'm like, I'll fuck you up. I, I compete competitively. You can look at my old reels, my old YouTube shorts, my old Instagram reels, my anything. If you look at me, like, I'll fuck you up. Um, but I'm not a fighter, but I'll tell you what, if you want to box, if you want to grapple, if you want to grapple, I'll fuck your shit up. I'll he'll hook the fuck out of you. I will make sure that you're left with a torn ACL. But nevertheless, to the guys that have been supporting me on Rumble, I appreciate you so much because I've already been demonetized. I've already been canceled on TikTok and YouTube. And um, it's a beautiful feeling, man, you know, be able to do this podcast and give you what? I've encountered in my life back to you so exercise with caution exercise with care stay tuned and have fun until next time